Hello, everyone, and welcome to CII Radio. I'm Viv Berryman, Corporate Development Coordinator at the CII. In this episode, I'll be talking to Junior Gabra and Manuel Thompson-Loco about apprenticeships. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about apprenticeships. We are joined by Junior and Manuel. Junior is a cyber underwriter at Tokyo Marine Kiln and co-founder of the African Caribbean Insurance Network. Manuel is our early careers manager at the CII. To find out more about this podcast and useful links, go to the journal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Here is my discussion with Junior and Manuel. Hello, Junior and Manuel. Thank you for joining us on CI Radio. Can I start with you, Junior? Firstly, what are the benefits of those looking to work in insurance and joining via an apprenticeship? Thanks, Vivi. Um, well, first of all, I think we know that the, the insurance industry offers an array of opportunities, um, fantastic opportunities from underwriting, broking, claims, <coughs> actuarial, wordings, and, and many, many, many other areas. And um, I think it's safe to say there used to be um, extremely high barriers to entry to get into some of the kind of top professions in the industry. Back in the day, you didn't necessarily need a degree to become an underwriter or to become a broker. I think it's safe to say that nowadays it's more likely that you will become a broker or an underwriter if you have a degree. Um, but however, apprenticeships have completely changed uh, the game. People are now able to start their careers early on with a path which is carved out for them direct to becoming an underwriter or becoming a broker or, or something like that. And at the same time, you're actually able to, you know, get full study support to get some professional qualifications, um, you know, things like the, the CII exams, which are amazing. And, you know, that allows you to get some of that real technical, you know, understanding that's required to, to really thrive in the industry. So I suppose in, in, in summary, um, you know, one of the key benefits is that you don't necessarily have to go down the traditional route um, and you know, go to university, you know, get a degree and all of those type of things there. They're actually direct paths for, for people to, to, to be a success in the industry coming from an apprenticeship level. Great. Thank you for that. Manuel, what do you think? I mean, just touching on what Junior just said about, you know, not needing to go to university. I mean, it's for me, it's a very logical alternative to university. I mean, simply put, you earn whilst you learn. You know, there's you're not you're not going to university and having to, you know, come out with loads of debt um, and no experience. And then you find that, you know, it's a lot more competitive to get into 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 the sector. So I think there is that logical approach there. I think more importantly as well is the is the fact that it encourages social mobility um, for the most part, particularly for individuals who haven't quite considered or where university was never on um, on their trajectory, given, you know, different learning styles or financial constraints. So, you know, it, it offers that level of, I suppose, limitless opportunity um, for individuals. And then just to add to that as well is the fact that apprenticeships don't actually have an upper age limit. 
So not only is it open to individuals who are, you know, who have just left school or finished their A-levels or finished university, the fact that, you know, apprenticeships go up to level seven or level six, where you could do degree level apprenticeships or postgraduate level apprenticeships, or individuals who are even looking to change careers as well. So, you know, there's a plethora of opportunity out there um, that I think individuals quite need to explore. Okay, great. From an employer's point of view, what are the benefits of taking on an apprenticeship? I think the the, the main thing um, for me is the fact that, you know, it's part of the government's wider skills agenda. I mean, for the most part, they're fully funded for those who for for those employers who pay the apprenticeship levy, for instance. um, They could obviously tap into into that levy pot to pay for um, their apprenticeships and not for not only for individuals who are new to the profession, but also to upskill their existing members of the staff. It's also a case of, I mean, for taking on new apprentices, there, there's also the incentives that employers get, particularly for SMEs who might, you know, be be a bit worried about the the time and resource required to take on apprentices. And there are quite a few, uh, you know, incentives out there that they should explore, which of course they could speak to the CII if they're not aware of, or speak to um, relevant training providers that they work with. There's also the point of saving on recruitment costs, for instance. I mean, recruit. Rec- Recruiting new staff is costly and can come with, you know, loads of risk. Um, but of upskilling existing members of staff or taking on new individuals straight out of school, they're, they're more likely to sort of stay motivated and committed for the long term um, by helping them to develop their skills and knowledge over several years. OK, great. Uh, and Junior, I think you had a, a couple of points to add to that. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what Manuel's mentioned there. And just to add to that, I think that one of the key points also is being able to tailor talent towards your organization's desires. If you're training somebody up from beginner level, it means that you're actually able to, to shape them to fit your business needs. So a key point there. And also, I think that employee retention also has to be mentioned. Apprenticeships overall do tend to improve um, employee retention rates across the company. In fact, I think it was reported that 80% of companies that invested in apprenticeships reported an improvement in staff retention. Overall, um, you know, apprenticeships offer good kind of, you know, structured career progression um, and and things like that tend to improve, you know, employee confidence, uh, which results in fulfilled employees and improved retention rates. So, yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell. Okay, great. Um, So, Junior, Apprenticeships are a really great way to retain talent and and increase the talent pool. And also they are a good way of um, increasing the level of diversity. Do you agree with that or or have you seen that? Um, Yeah, I think apprenticeships are um, an amazing way of of, of boosting diversity in the industry. Working with ACI and Recruit, which is the market's first diverse recruitment agency, we're working with several companies across the market, including brokers and carriers. And, and what we've seen is that when it comes to talent attraction, um, there are extremely high levels of, of ethnic minorities in experienced hire and senior positions. So it's, it's actually really difficult to recruit for those positions. We tend to have to you know, look sideways and recruit from other industries. But it's quite difficult when you don't have that own pool of talent um, within the industry. However, by using apprenticeships, um, you're able to recruit from diverse pools of talent and develop and nurture that talent into those positions where we're having high levels of underrepresentation. So, yeah, I think that apprenticeships are a, a great way to, to boost diversity in the industry. Okay, thank you. Manuel, 
the CI has its own apprenticeship program, Aspire. Who is that aimed at? And can you explain it a little bit for the audience? So the CII Aspire program is predominantly aimed at small to medium sized insurance and personal finance firms that do not necessarily have the time, resource or expertise to start or run their own apprenticeship program. Okay. And what are the advantages of using Aspire? I mean, Aspire is essentially a simple one-stop shop solution for employers' apprenticeship needs in that we work with a number of training providers, a select number of training providers across the UK, in England, Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales. Not going into too much detail, but of course, education is a default power across the UK. And so the apprenticeship, the, the apprenticeship standards and frameworks that exist differ across the board. And also the funding availability is you know, different. And so we try to support employers with all that level of detail in, you know, finding the, what, you know, the, the, the apprenticeship standards or framework that best suits their needs. And of course, in working with those providers, we, we, we go through our, the whole due diligence process, but most importantly is the ongoing quality assurance piece that we do to ensure learner progression from start to finish and supporting employers with whatever queries or requirements they have um, through the, 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 the journey of the apprenticeship. Junior, apprenticeships are going really well for both yourselves and CII. Um, are there any final thoughts on apprenticeships themselves? Yeah, I would just like to encourage uh, more companies in the market to consider, um, you know, using apprenticeships in their recruitment strategies. Um, I recently had a conversation with one of the biggest recruiters or graduate recruiters in the insurance industry, a company that takes on over 100 graduates every year. And the head of recruitment there actually said that the apprenticeship program is more important and more critical to to their business than the graduate program now. Um, And that's because, number one, they're able to to tailor talent um, to their organization's needs, getting that talent early on uh, and and shaping them to the the needs of their business. Also, the cost savings that they're making in recruitment fees is huge. And also, it's now proven that you can get the same results, you know, um, from candidates who haven't gone to university um, by getting them early on and training them up. So I would encourage more companies across the market to to really consider using apprenticeships um, and building them into their recruitment strategies. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Manuel, what about you? I think just sort of um, seconding what um, Junior said with regards to, 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 to the recruitment strategies and the fact that, I mean, a lot of graduate programs now tend to be apprenticeships. But more importantly, is to also encourage the smaller firms, the SMEs within within the industry, to take on apprentices, even from the one-man band to firms with ten employees. You know, there's no reason why they can't take on an apprentice. Thank you, Junior, and thank you, Manuel, for sharing all your knowledge and information with our listeners today. To find out more, please visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening.